Amen. How many of you are excited about Jesus today? Amen. You excited about the Lord? How many of you can say, well, it was a really trying week, but God's mercy showed through. Amen. How did I know it was a trying week? I, I don't know. I'm just guessing it was probably a trying week. And um, it was for, I think, just about anybody in America. Matter of fact, every day in America lately is a trying day. Amen. That's why we need the grace of God more than ever. Amen. I want to sing one more chorus of that beautiful worship song we did uh, last. I want us to get our eyes on Jesus, and let's just sing to him right now. Thank you, Lord. I worship you, almighty God. Yes, I do, Lord. There is none like you. I worship you, O Prince of Peace. Amen. I worship you, O Prince of Peace. That is what I want to do. I give you praise. Yes, Lord. For you are my I worship you, Almighty God. There is none like you. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, when I say give the Lord a hand, that's straight out of the Bible. You do know that. Clap your hands, all you people. But it also says shout. Now, that doesn't sound real religious. There's some churches, if you shouted, half of them would faint. But it says, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Amen. So we don't mind to shout around here. Praise the Lord. I'm so thankful for the faithfulness of God. I, I, I think it's so important. And I want you to listen carefully to what I'm going to say. It matters greatly what you believe about God. What you believe about God is very, very important. That's why all of your beliefs about God need to come from here. What God, what, what God tells you about himself. Because this book is God telling you who he is. This book is God letting you know how he thinks, what he likes, what he doesn't like. Um, his ways, his character. This book is a book of revelation, 66 books of revelation. You're walking around with your own library when you walk around with your Bible. And this Bible tells us things about God, undiscoverable apart from revelation. And one thing I want to talk to you about today is the faithfulness of God. God is faithful. Can we say that together? God is faithful. How many of you depend on that? Amen. So there's a lot of times we go through things in life where we wonder if God is being faithful or our belief in the faithfulness of God is tested. When it looks like the bills might be late, when you lose a job, when somebody betrays you, walks out on you, uh, when things don't go the way you thought they would, then your belief in the faithfulness of God is tested. And so I want to talk to you out of 
uh, Lamentations 3, starting with verse 22. I'm going to read two verses. As a matter of fact, this is so brief. I want you to read it with me because it's a great passage. Are you ready? It's right up there on the screen. Let's read it together. Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. How many of you can amen that one? All right. Why are we not consumed? Because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Now shout this next part. Great is your faithfulness. Amen. Can we thank the Lord for his faithfulness? Amen. Father, we just thank you today that you're a faithful God. You are ever faithful. And Lord, help us now to be rooted and grounded like never before by the truth of your word about the faithfulness of God, that we can depend on it, rely on it, expect it, lean on it, anticipate it, and know that it's there. And Lord, we just thank you for it in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, would you pray today, church, say, Lord, quicken my heart with the word of God today in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell him he's faithful. The Lord is faithful. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to focus on the last four words in that passage. Great is your faithfulness. He doesn't just tell us that God is faithful. He said his faithfulness is great. Wasn't it Tony the Tiger used to always go, Yeah. That is not in my notes. That just popped into my head. But that's how you can talk about God's great faithfulness. Jeremiah, the prophet, wrote this. This is out of the book of Lamentations. It's one of the toughest books to read in the whole Bible. Because he writes those words after witnessing the complete destruction of the Jewish temple that Solomon had built. After watching Jerusalem be completely ravaged and destroyed. And the heartbreaking uh, scene of the people of Judah, the Jewish people, God's covenant people being carried away in chains to Babylon. In bondage and captivity because of their sin. And yet it's after seeing all of that and weeping over it, he says, but your mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So in the midst of his trial and his trouble, he looked through it to the great faithfulness of God, and that was the anchor for his soul. Amen. Your mercies are new every morning. How many of you are glad there's mercies today available for you that weren't there yesterday? We used up yesterday's mercies, and now we've got new ones today, and we're going to have new ones tomorrow, and I look forward to that. Now, the word faithful, we all kind of know what it means, but let me just give you some definitions. It means loyal, steadfast in affection. Um, true blue, unswerving, dependable, devoted, can be counted on. It comes from a Hebrew root meaning to trust a person, to trust a person, or to believe a statement from a person. That's faithfulness. It is the same Hebrew root word, just so you'll know that amen comes from. And amen means so be it. So when you amen something, you're, you're saying, I trust, like we finish every prayer with what? 
Amen. What are you saying? So be it. What are we saying when we say amen? We're saying, I believe that the faithful God heard my prayer and it will so be. So be it. When we think of the word faithful, we think of a faithful spouse or a faithful friend or a faithful, trustworthy business partner. We, we, we think of somebody who's true to their word. We, we think of phrases like, um, his word is his bond. Have you ever had somebody shake your hand and say, my word is my bond? And you found out later it wasn't so much. But when, you, when somebody says, his, my word is my bond, they're saying, you can trust me because I'm faithful. I'm faithful to do what I promised you. Or, or we have the saying, he was, he was uh, faithful to his own hurt. He was faithful to his own hurt. In, in other words, he followed through with a promise, even though there was a sacrificial cost to him, because doing what he promised was more important than temporary pain. So it means somebody stuck to a promise. That's faithful. They can be counted on. That's faithful. We want faithful friends, faithful partners, faithful people around us. Uh, it's very hard to, to, to have to be yoked up to a person that is continuously unfaithful. A, a friendship or a, a business partner that doesn't always do what they say. Faithfulness is a mark of solid character. It's, it's a godly attribute. It's something that, that will, will invariably show up in the life of a believer who is hooked up to the faithful God. Because if you're walking with a faithful God who sent us a faithful Savior, who faithfully died on the cross for you and me, who faithfully kept his promise and rose from the dead, who faithfully went back to heaven and is faithfully taking care of you and me every day, if that's the kind of Savior we're walking with, it rubs off on you. Everybody say faithful. The Apostle Paul predicted, for instance, that in the last days, faithfulness would largely vanish from society. That's what he said. You should know this, Timothy, writes Paul, that in the last days there will be very difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money. They'll love only themselves and their money. Everything will be about them and money. Wow, it seems like today. Right? They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to their parents, and ungrateful. They will consider nothing sacred. They'll be unloving, unforgiving. They will slander others, have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good and who is good. They will betray. Now, there you go. They will betray their friends. Untrustworthy. Unfaithful. Uh, another version puts it truce breakers. They'll break covenant, break truce, break loyalty, break, break promises uh, all the time. It'll be their way. Promises are made to break, not keep. That's the character of last day's people. But notice that God is the antithesis of that because whereas man without God is serially unfaithful, the God who made us is faithful trustworthy, true blue, sticks to his word, 
to his own hurt. The authentic creator God is a faithful God. Uh, This tells us something crucial about his character. It's so important. This is what you believe about God. I want you to know you've got to believe, according to the word of God, that among other things, God is love. He's the God of hope. There's all kinds of descriptions of God. He's our shepherd. He's our banner. He's our provider. He's, he's He's our wisdom. He's our counselor. He's our mighty God. But he's also faithful, full of faith, faithful. He sticks true to his word. Amen. Now, now why does this matter? It matters because the God of the Bible is also the God behind the promises of the Bible. All right. The God of the Bible made the promises found in the Bible. Now that's very important because here's the thing about promises. They're only as dependable as the character of the one that makes them. Okay. See, a promise is only as good as who makes it. A promise is, is, is only as good as the person who promises. There's the promiser and there's the promisee. The promiser is God. The recipient of the promise, the promisee is us. We're the promisees of the promiser, of the promises of the promiser. All right. We're the promisees of the promises of the promiser. I just now made that up. I like that. All right. But catch it now. Say with me, I'm the promisee of the promises made by the promiser. I hope that's grammatically correct or I'm going to hear from people on the radio. So, but it's true. There's the promiser. I'm the promisee. And he gave me the promisee promises. But now the promise is only as good as the one that makes them. Am I right or wrong? For instance, if somebody in your life has repeatedly broken promises, let me tell you, I guarantee you what you're struggling with, trusting them. Even if they break one big promise, it takes a while for you to trust again. Because trust is earned. Amen? Trusting somebody is earned. If I see somebody is good to their word, they tell me they're going to do something and they do it, they're going to be there at this time, or they're going to do this, or they're going to do that, and they come through with flying colors, then I don't have, my ability to trust them grows exponentially. What the Bible wants us to know is God can be trusted because he is faithful. His promises can be trusted because the promiser is faithful. He is faithful. God is faithful. He is faithful. You can depend on it. You can bank on it. You can build your house on it. You can get up every day and walk on it. God is faithful. And therefore, all of his promises are yea and amen through Jesus Christ. He's steadfast. He's dependable. He's unswerving. He's trustworthy. You can rest in his faithfulness and trust his word because his promises are backed up by his character and his character is faithful. Great is your faithfulness. There's a song. I'm not going to sing it because I want you staying with me for the whole message. 
But let me give you a few more words, a few more verses about God's faithfulness. Listen to this. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. He'll keep you. How do you know he's going to keep you and finish his work in you? Because he's faithful. Therefore, his promises are good. Take them to the bank. 2 Thessalonians 3.1. Finally, brothers, pray for us. The word of the Lord may speed ahead and be honored as happened among you. And that we may be delivered from wicked and evil men. For not all have faith. But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you, and I love this, he's going to guard you against the evil one, meaning Satan. Because of his faithfulness, he's going to guard you from the evil one, Satan. Because he is faithful. He is faithful. And he's faithfully watching over you. Amen? And and I got good news for you. He never goes to sleep. He never nods out. He's watching 24-7 over you and yours. And he's faithful to keep you. Your loving kindness, O Lord, extends to the heavens, wrote David. Your faithfulness is so incredible, it reaches all the way to the skies. 1 John 1, 9, I love this one. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You know what that's telling me? You never have to wonder if God's going to forgive you when you go to him and repent because he is faithful to forgive you. How many of you are thankful for that even this week? Amen. Amen. Even this week. Maybe even on the way to church today, you said something, thought something, did something wrong. And and you said, oh God, please forgive me. And you knew, you knew you were forgiven because you trusted in the faithfulness of the promiser who gave the promise, I will forgive you. Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. God promised to get us to heaven and he is faithful to keep his word. You're going to heaven because the faithful God gave the promise. If you put your faith in Christ, one day soon the trumpet's going to blow. The dead in Christ will rise first and those that remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And why do we believe that? Because it's a promise. But why do we believe the promise? Because we trust the promiser. Because he's faithful. Got to read just a couple more. Therefore, says Peter, let those who suffer according to God's will and trust their souls to a faithful creator while doing good. Are you suffering? You can trust in your suffering. There's a faithful creator watching over you. Are you suffering because of your faith? There's a faithful creator watching over you who's going to carry you through the valley to the other side. He's going to get you where he wants you to be. You're going to arrive at your destination. He is faithful who called you, who also will do it. So just from these passages, we see that even when we're ungrateful for the blessings he's given, or we put other desires before him, or we drift from prayer and Bible study, or we're struggling with temptation and some sin, or guess what? We doubt his goodness or even his existence. He remains faithful. He's faithful. 
We serve a faithful God. That means he's going to come through for you. He will never walk out on you. He will never divorce you. He will never separate from you. He will never let you down. He'll never leave you high and dry. He'll never leave you blowing in the wind. He's never going to leave you nor forsake you. He will not walk out even though everyone else does. He will walk in when everybody else walks out because he is, say it with me, faithful. Let me give you a couple more ways that God is faithful. Or let me just hone in a little bit tighter on them. Is this, is this something anybody needs today? Amen? Don't we need to hear about the faithfulness of God? Because some of you are looking at some real, some real needs in your life, and, and you've taken some hard hits. And I want you to know that God sees it, knows about it, and He's faithful to help you, carry you, strengthen you, uphold you, get you there. Amen. He's faithful to keep his promises. Let's hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. He who, can we say that together? He who promised is faithful. Now this verse is talking about getting you to heaven one day when you place your faith in Christ. But it's true about all of his promises. He who promised is faithful. He can be depended on, trusted, expected, leaned on we can know that what he promised he will do god's faithfulness comes down to this very thing this one thing and that's to keep his promises he's going to keep his promises i remember an old tv commercial a lot of you will remember this uh, some of you that are uh, i don't know uh, when you were born somewhere in the 90s um maybe you haven't seen this commercial but it's an old one we know it it's it's, it's about men's warehouse and the founder, George Zimmer, always ended every commercial. A lot of you know what I'm going to say. He always ended it this way. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. He was kind of northern. I guarantee it. That was for a men's warehouse. And he became famous for that slogan. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. I, what I'm wearing, I got from men's warehouse. I like the way I look. They guarantee it. All right. But what did George Zimmer do? He made a promise. And he said, I stand behind my promise. And I guarantee if you go to men's warehouse and let them give you a suit, you're going to like it. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it. I looked up a few more business slogans just for a little bit of trivia. Here's, here's a few. We'll be there for you, said one business. Some of them sound like the promises of the Bible. We'll be there for you. We'll get you there was another one. You're in good hands. Another one. A lot of you remember that one. This is one. We've got your back. Another one. We've got you covered. Now this one sounds like the Lord. We'll always be there for you. But that was a business. And yet we know they don't and can't always follow through because they're flawed human beings. But listen, we don't serve a flawed God. He doesn't have sin. He doesn't have character flaws. He's perfect. And he says, listen, though men fail you, though men let you down, not God. The Bible says, prophet Jeremiah wrote, then the Lord said to me, you have seen well, for I am watching over my word to perform it. I'm watching over my word. 
to make sure I'm tracking down my word. When I give a promise, I track it, I follow it, I watch over it so that you can count on the fact that what I promise, it's going to be performed. Last week, I ordered a book from Amazon. I haven't done that in a very long time. I ordered a book from Amazon. And did I have an experience? Let me tell you, I ordered one book, $25 book. I got an email. First, an email, your order has been received. Well, that's good to know. Thank you, Amazon. But then I got a second email. We'll tell you when it ships. Then I got a third one. Guess what? It's going to arrive a day earlier than anticipated. We'll let you know. Then I got a fourth one. It's on your porch. It was kind of creepy. But what they did, they watched over their promise. They watched over the package. They watched over over my order to perform it. And they tracked it until it ended up on my front porch and their promise was complete. Now, if flawed men can do that, God says, when I give you a promise, I'm tracking it. And I want to let you know it's been received in heaven. I have heard your prayer. And I want you to know I have dispatched the answer. Well, it's almost there. Don't give up. It's halfway there. Don't faint. I'm going to deliver it. And then you wake up one day and there it is on your porch. Amen. On your porch. Because he watches over his word to perform it. He watches over his word to perform it. He's going to make sure that it gets there every time. And he's also faithful to answer prayer. Listen to this. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Here's David talking in the Psalms. Psalms 143, verse 1. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Give ear to my pleas for mercy. So here's somebody. Here's David. he's, He's praying for the mercy of God. He's praying that God extends grace. That God helps him. We don't know what the need was, but it was great because he said, Lord, look, I, I, need, I need mercy. It's a plea. That's a strong word. I, I'm crying out for help, Lord. I need, I need you to intervene for me. I need you to break through and come through for me. Lord, I, I need your mercy. I don't deserve it, but I need it. And he says, in your faithfulness, answer me. You see what he's doing? He's putting all his stock in the faithfulness of God to answer that prayer. Do you believe in the faithfulness of God? Do you believe in the faithfulness of God? He he appeals to God's faithfulness. He's counting on it. He's counting on the faithfulness of God for mercy. See, so many times I pray and, and I look up and I say, Lord, Uh, I need this, I need that. I'm asking for mercy, for grace. I I love the verse, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain, say it with me, mercy and find grace to help us in the hour of great need. See, so I go and I pray for mercy all the time, but but I'm, I'm hanging my prayer on the faithfulness of God, the promiser who sent the promise to me, the promisee. And I know he's going to come through. And I'm banking on his faithful character. He's going to track it. He's going to follow it. 
He's going to make sure it gets to your porch. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him. Are you confident in the Lord? This is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, say it with me, he hears us. Now, let's personalize it. He hears me. He hears me. Let's change this verse. I want you to read it, say it with me. Instead of we, say I. Let's personalize it. Say it with me now. This is the confidence. Come on, everybody. This is interactive church today. Say it with me now. This is the confidence that I have in him. That if I ask anything according to his will, he hears me. Let's continue. And if I know he hears me, whatever I ask, I know. Say it again. I know. I have the petitions I've asked of him. There's two no's in there. I know, I know. Not hope so, maybe so, perhaps so, if so, hope so. No, it's no so. Go back to the verse. You, you lost me there. I want that verse. There we go. Now, that's the petition. And what am I leaning on? I have confidence. Where's my confidence come from? I believe in the faithfulness of God. Amen. The faithfulness of God. In 1990, Domino's Pizza made a promise. Maybe you remember it. We order pizza every once in a while. We order Domino's sometimes, not always, sometimes. But Domino's in 1990 made a promise. You order a pizza, we're going to get it to you in 30 minutes or less, or you get it free. Now, there was a whole lot of people praying they wouldn't make it. <laughs> so you had backward prayer going on. But, but, but when you order a pizza, you start getting ready for it, don't you? Because Domino's said, we're going to be there in 30 minutes or less. So as soon as you order, you go, honey, we better get the forks out, better get the drinks out, better set the table, better get ready, because Domino's is on the way. Why do you believe Domino's is on the way? Because they promised it. They promised it. And so you're watching your, 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 uh, your clock. Okay, it's been 20 minutes. Where are they? 25 minutes. There's a ring at the doorbell. Now, when you go to the door, you don't faint. You don't fall on all fours and say, we were so worried you weren't going to make it. You're not shocked that they showed up. You fully expected Domino's to deliver. Now, let me ask you something. If Domino's and the Domino's delivery boy, who is flawed, who has sin in his life, who is not perfect, can get it there on time, and you know he's coming, and you believe it, and you bank on it, and you prepare for it, what about God? What about God who says, I'm going to get it to you? And guess what? It's on time. Not your time. It's almost never my time. But it's his time. And he'll get it to you. How do you know it? I trust his faithfulness. I'm going to end with this. God is faithful to guard you from being tempted above what you're able to endure. Listen to this verse. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he'll make a way out, a way of escape, that you may be able to endure it and not fall. So notice, God is watching when you're tempted. He sees it. And he's faithful. He's got his hand on the temptation dial. He's got the devil on a leash. 
And he said, I'm not going to allow him to hit you harder than you can handle. And with the attack, with the temptation, I'm going to give you a, a way out. There's going to be a door with exit above it. I'm looking at four doors back there. All of them have exit above them. What a beautiful door if there's a fire. What a beautiful door if, if something were to go crazy in here. What are you going to be looking for? You're going to be looking for the exit door. And God says, when you're tempted, I'm faithful. I'm there. I'm watching. And I'm going to give you a way out. I'm going to give you a way of escape. And I want you to see it and take it and get out of there before you fall. Amen? Why does God do that? It says, because he's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. God is faithful. And you know what he's most faithful to do? And I'm going to close with this. The way of escape he made for every sinner who needs Jesus. God made a way of escape. A way of escape out of hell, out of eternal lostness. God made a way of escape. And his name is Jesus. His name is not Allah. His name is not Muhammad. His name is not Buddha. His name is not Noroaster. His name is not uh, uh, Joseph Smith. No, no, no. His name is Jesus. And he's the way of escape. He's the way out. He's the way out. And God said, you're in sin. You're headed for hell. You're getting there quickly. If you don't repent, you'll go there. But I so love you that I sent my only begotten son. That whoever believes in him would not perish, but find a way of escape, have eternal life. I'm giving you a way out of hell, a way out of eternal damnation. His name is Jesus. Take the door. Jesus said, I'm the door. I'm the way. I'm the truth. I'm the life. And anyone that comes to me or comes to God must come through me. But if you come through me, I'm the good shepherd and I'm going to give you life. God made a way of escape. How many of you are thankful you took that way of escape? Let's stand together, can we? Thank you, Lord. Can we say together, He is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. faithful. How many of you can say, I'm here because He's faithful? Oh, I know. I know, I know. Most all of us have been through situations where we said, well, I guess I'm down for the count. But then there was a faithful one watching. God was watching. And he saw you and he saw me. And he said, they think they're down for the count, but my children are never down for the count because I'm going to help you. I'm going to strengthen you. I'm going to uphold you. I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to convict you. I'm going to call you. I'm going to love you. I'm going to set you free. And here you are again, and you didn't think you'd ever be in church again, but here you are. Why? Because he's faithful. How many of you can say, I gleaned from the faithfulness of God this week? He was faithful this week. He provided when he didn't have to. He did something I didn't know he was going to do. He came through for me and showed me how much he loved me. He's faithful. Every morning when we get up, His mercies are brand new because His faithfulness is great. Amen? I want to encourage you that God's faithful. I know you've been through, some of you, through some really tough stuff. I talk to people all week long 
that have been through and are going through very, very hard times. And sometimes I don't know what to say. Can I be honest with you? Sometimes I don't have a magic word. I learned long ago, don't always act like you know everything. Because truth be known, I don't know everything. But here's what I do know. He's faithful. I know that. And because he's faithful, it's never hopeless. It's never hopeless. Can we go to the Lord in prayer? Father, we just thank you for the faithfulness of God. Lord, you're faithful in so many ways. You come through for us in so many ways. And every day you're looking over us faithfully guiding us, leading us, instructing us, counseling us, helping us. Lord, we feed on your faithfulness. We literally feed on your faithfulness. In Jesus' name. Now, with your hands raised to him, can you just say, Lord, I give to you where I am in life, all of my cares, my burdens, the weight, the temptation, the testings, I give it all to you. And I literally feed on your faithfulness. And I know, matter of fact, let's say this together. Why are you cast down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I will soon praise him who is the help of my countenance. And he is my God. Give him a hand of praise today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.